0: Hey Jake, Yeah. what did the IT department have for lunch yesterday? I don't know. Computer chips. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everyone and welcome to Engage, a family gaming podcast. This is episode 165 and I am your host Stephen Dutzman. As always, this is the official video game and board game podcast for EngageFamilyGaming.com. EFG is a website where parents like myself and my co-hosts come together to make sure everyone has the information they need to get their family game on this week. It's another quiet week. We're recovering from a little bit of time at uh, New York Toy Fair. I'm here with my very best friend, uh, Amanda Farrow. How are you?
1: I'm good. I'm good. I had a ton of fun at New York Toy Fair. It was my first time.
0: I know. I, was, um, at, I mean, it was your first, like, toy fair, but, like... You know the you know the drill at um, professional shows more than anybody else. Trade shows are not your you know you're not new to those. So I am not. did it did it did it buck you know some of your expectations from other shows? Was it super different, super similar? I'm interested to hear.
1: It was a much different show than what I'm used to in the best way. It was very well organized. Um, it wasn't busy. It was definitely focused on it was definitely focused on a more professional angle. So it made it easy for me to move through appointments fairly quickly and everything was very efficient and effective and no one was like moving the press out of the way for an influencer or anything like that. And that happens a lot at places like, um, at places like E3 and at PAX and stuff where sure. press will get bumped for influencers. And that's fine. That sometimes it's just the way it goes. It's just, it was nice that, as a member of the press, it was easier for me to, to get through my interviews, and everybody was really excited uh, to talk to me. So that was great. I really enjoyed that. I enjoyed being, like, a mini-celebrity.
0: <laughs> yeah, they really, um, I, I'm with you on that. I mean, they really do, um, outside of, like, a weird line at the beginning of the day, um, which I had never had uh, to get my press badge, oh. um, um, they really do make it a point, like, this is all about press, and it is all about buyers. Um, the only time I've ever – in my I think this is my fourth Toy Fair, I think, maybe fifth. Um, The only time I've ever really been bumped was by Walmart. Because if Walmart comes in – You're going to get out of roll. the way. Yeah, number one, you're going to get out of the way. And the large part of that is because there's like 50 of them. That's fair. They're like a lot of people with their personal assistants – you know, interns, I don't know, but there are people like pulling their luggage with the clipboards. Oh, sure. and then a bunch of suits, and they just take over a booth and you leave. If you have an appointment and Walmart just happens to walk by, you you're done. You just have to just leave. And I don't mind because I get it. like mm-hmm. that's Walmart. Yeah, for sure. especially at the smaller booths. like if Walmart, sees your stuff and wants it that changes your life especially if you're like a smaller inventor so i get it yeah um so we're gonna talk more about toy fair next week yes um when linda is back we did uh a brief you know 25 minute or so episode on the drive home um we talked about linda uh we talked with linda about her first uh experience this was her first like quote-unquote big convention as press um you know, she, uh, we were, we had exhibitor passes at the first PAX Unplugged, and she's gone to like the Boston Festival of Independent Games. But this was the first time where it was like, all right, it's time to, you know, it's time to gear up and, uh, you know, go into the trenches. She did remarkably well. Um, she did not have uh, a panic attack or anything like that. And she um, kept me on task, which is remarkably difficult. As you have started to learn <laughs> now, that, uh, now that we work together a little bit more. Um, um, so um, before we get too much farther, I do want to say um, not only are you one of my very best friends, but you are also the editor-in-chief of SuperParent.com and the managing editor of GameDaily.biz. I don't want to neglect your titles.
1: <laughs> I'm okay. Um,
0: uh, but thank I, I mean, you. I, oh, I, I know, but I like to show respect. Like, when the good doctor comes in, I always make sure to call her Dr. Cowart. um So, I'm going to, you know, I got to show respect to your titles as well. I mean, if I can make up titles, I should at least give re- people who have real titles uh, the respect they deserve. <laughs> so, um, because I should just give myself a new one every week. I think that sounds um,
1: wonderful. You can be the resident, um, resident chief creative ninja.
0: Ooh, I'll be the chief creative ninja of Engage Family Gaming this week. Um, <laughs> so, um, before we go too much farther, folks, you know, Amanda and I are having all, the, all sorts of good fun. But um, we want to get serious for a moment, and thank you for listening. Um, we hope the games you've been playing have been great. I'll tell you what, I think I've been playing my game of the year this week, and we'll talk about that in a moment. Um, but we'd love for this podcast to be as interactive as possible, so please reach out to us either on social media and we'll talk about our handles later on or uh, reach out to engage family gaming on Facebook at engage slash Facebook or facebook.com slash engage family gaming because we're fancy um, and send us a message and let us know your topic suggestions, your questions, your concerns. Maybe you want Amanda to take over for me. Who knows? <laughs> um, like just let us know. We will entertain any and all feedback. I'll be Frank. Amanda doesn't have time to take over the show. She runs two websites, and a Discord channel. And she's a mom. She doesn't have time for this. Um, I but make
1: time for this. Because it's well, important.
0: She, well, she makes time for, to to sit and yammer with me. But to be in charge? No way. She doesn't want to have to deal with that. So, <laughs> um, anyway. Topic this week. This is about video games. Oh, yeah. Video um, game time. So, it is video game time. Um, and a lot happened um, since the last time we talked about video games. Funny thing. A whole lot happened then also. Um... There was a Nintendo Direct.
1: Oh, there was a Nintendo Direct.
0: And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Um, I would like, uh, and um, another topic we're going to talk about, we didn't prep for this beforehand, but I would like to thoroughly debunk the scale-bound shenanigans. Can we do that on the record?
1: Yeah, yeah, we can. Yeah, we'll
0: do that. (sighs) We'll we'll dedicate a minute and a half um, to that because it's that easy. Um, and then, um, you know, maybe whatever else comes up because, you know, we're fun and like to talk about video games and we know things. Um, so, but before we do that, as is always the tradition, we're going to go around the horn. Um, so you played a video game. I watched it on Ready Player Mom, which is your stream on Mixer. Tis. Um, which is every Friday?
1: Every Friday at 1.30 PM Eastern time.
0: It's called Ready Player Mom. It's on Mixer. If you're not familiar with what Mixer is, it's basically like Twitch, only Microsoft owns it. Um, and it it's has different features. It's a very friendly
1: community, which is why that I is, prefer Mixer.
0: I th- That's the other piece. Everybody on there is nicer. I'm not sure specifically why, but, <laughs> it's, but it's a thing. It is. Um, and it has some other different features, uh, but it functions the same way. She gets on camera, she plays the games, and you can see her. And the game she is playing, and she can talk, um, and sometimes she responds. It depends on whether or not she looks at her second monitor. (laughs) Um, I say that as someone who is regularly in her uh, chat while she plays um, her games. I need to get my
1: second monitor attached to the like attached to a, a thing on my wall, so it can be right here instead of over over on the side somewhere where I have to crane my neck to look at it.
0: I mean, if you're gonna be streaming every week, maybe that's. I mean. Um. Wow, was that was that me being sassy? That's okay. That was me being I bring sassy. You, bring your That's shade.
1: Okay. I live for it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so um so you played a little game called Anthem.
1: I sure did. Which is,
0: which is like out kind of. By the time people are listening to this podcast, it will officially be out for everyone. Yes. But you were playing it on PC because you're fancy.
1: Yes, I'm super fancy on my super fancy tell, gaming PC.
0: Tell me about um anthem i'm very much excited for it some of the reviews have been a little questionable but i i, I don't care it's a game as a service yeah give it a th- give it a three we're going to be playing a 10 in two years like so I mean, tell me tell me wrong. what your thoughts are
1: okay so it's still really early for me because i've played a handful of hours and everything that i've played so far i really like it's the same kind of thing that i saw in the demo um during the second demo weekend not the first one open beta, I guess, if you pre-ordered the game. But I loved it. I loved the flying. I loved how easy it was to get into the gunplay. Everything was very... like The combat was very satisfying. Um, The conversations, the limited conversations that I had with other citizens in Fort Tarsus was... They were great. The game is gorgeous. But I'm still way too low-level for me to definitively say if this is a quote-unquote good game. It's going to be... It's going to take some time, I think. And I think by the time I get to the mid-range levels, I'm going to probably see some fatigue because I hear that the the levels start to get repetitive in terms of the way that they're designed. Like, the level design themselves are great. Like, that level design is excellent. But the kinds of levels that you're doing, the kinds of missions that you're doing, rather, are really repetitive after a time. They follow a very limited um, scope, I guess. So sure. it's fun. Everything that I've played so far is fun. I really like it. I'm loving playing it with my partner, Mike. Um, and that's been that's been really fantastic. So, yes, I am really loving Anthem. And I think that by getting in on the ground floor now, much like I did with um, the original Destiny and with Destiny 2, I mean, these are games that have improved immensely over the... Like, they improved immensely over their lifetimes, especially the original Destiny, which was kind of like this weird garbagey game (laughs) and it evolved into this really really immersive and beautiful world that had great storytelling and Bioware doesn't lack in storytelling in the same way that like Destiny and even I mean Destiny 2 was great when it first came out it just became better and better as the the more more patches came out and now Destiny 2 Forsaken so so yeah it's a game as a service man I mean these these live games they change they evolve they grow I mean, I'm I'm happy to take a chance on it, and that's just, and that's partly because I'm a huge Bioware fan.
0: Sure, I mean, for anyone, I mean, this is when I think about these games. You know, I played Destiny for a little bit too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Destiny Two specifically. Um, shout out to Activision for. Um, sending us the 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 game. Um, they scared my wife, by the way, because they sent it in this giant box. She thought they gave us a PlayStation. I was like, "Honey, no, they didn't do that." Um, so um, it did come with a solar powered phone charger, though. That was a little weird. That's kind of fun. Um, that looked like a rocket launcher because Destiny. Um, <laughs> so um, I mean, I the, the the one thing that we that I have for perspective, and you have, I'm sure too, and th- that a lot of folks don't think about is. Like, this model was really built by World of Warcraft. <laughs> yeah, this um, loop is very was, similar. Yeah. World of Warcraft was hot trash when it came out. Um, and It was because, fun hot no, trash,
1: but it was hot trash.
0: Of course. And same as Destiny 1 and same as The Division and same as... Mm-hmm. Like, these games are all... They, they're, they're all, like, quote-unquote good, right? They are. However... They're
1: decent games.
0: Mm-hmm. But they have, but they are a shell of what they will become, and part of exactly. that's because when you're designing ga- and developing a game as a service, a game that's going to be around forever, theoretically, um, you're like the the that changes project management. It does. Um, because it takes the finished point and pushes it out to infinity, because the game's never actually going to be finished. You're always going to be working on it. So that means there are systems that they're just gonna that that are very easy to say. Oh, it's fine. We're not going to work on this now. Now, I mean, that's not. It's super easy for me to say from like the outside, but you know what I mean, sure. right? Like there are certain things where they can just they have the luxury of putting it out uh, later and pushing out features and. The the other piece that we have to deal with with uh, Anthem is uh, they're a game coming out in the spring or late winter, um, and it's, they're owned by Electronic Arts who yes. would not allow them to delay this game. The, this had to come out before the end of March. Yes. So that we're getting what we're getting. Um, and I think that's fine. You know.
1: And I think that the way that they've structured monetization within the game, because this is a game that does have microtransactions for cosmetics only. It doesn't, you know, they didn't go the, the Battlefront 2 original route where, yep. you know, it was it was going to affect gameplay. I think EA really did learn their lesson there, and I think Bioware really would have pushed back regardless. So these microtransactions are, they're holistic and you don't need them. Like, they're fun and cool and interesting, but you can also earn them. So, and it rewards you for playing with your friends, which is great. So you earn gold for playing with your buddies and grouping up together and doing activities together in the game, including free play. So, and that's like apparently the best place to, to earn the, the, um, high level mats and the high level gear that you need in order to build the, you know, your best possible javelin. So obviously I'm nowhere near end game. I'm nowhere even near mid level at that, like mid game at this point. Um, it's a lot of introductory stuff, but it's been, it's been such a, such a treat for me to go from really lukewarm on this game to not hype, but really satisfied. Like, I am satisfied with this game. I'm not critic, I, like, I, I'm not coming out and saying, like, critically, this is an incredible game or anything like that, because I'm not, I, I can't say that. It's a live service. It needs, like... Mm-hmm. Six months, <laughs> and then I feel like I'll be able to have more of a, more of an uh, an impression with what the game should be. And it was the same kind of thing with Star Wars: The Old Republic when it came out. I mean, Star Wars: The Old Rep- Republic when it came out was a great game. It was a ton of fun. It was great storytelling. But it was also an MMO, and it needed time to really like bake a little further in the oven. And by the time I left Star Wars: The Old Republic, and I'd finished all the story, it was an exceptional um, MMO. So. You know, that's the kind of it's the the Bioware live service approach. I think. So I yeah. think that they're gonna just end up. They're gonna. Go on. <laughs> uh, I think that they're probably gonna end up taking the very Ubisoft route of, you know, pouring more money and more resources into the experience. um pouring more money and resources into the experience to make sure that it's the best it can be but they also have um it's not getting panned critically but people are really like critics have been really lukewarm on it so far which is it's too bad but i mean there's nothing really you can do about it it's a live service it'll improve
0: yeah this is just part of the drill um
1: what'd you play this week
0: Um, man, let me tell you. Um, I,
1: please do tell me.
0: Okay, Amanda. So, I played Tetris 99. Oh
1: my god, tell me everything. I'm so fascinated by this game, but I haven't played it yet.
0: Okay, so we're going to talk about all the details of the Nintendo Direct after this. Yes. However, one of the games announced during the Nintendo Direct was a free game as part of the Nintendo Online Service... Tetris 99, which for all intents and purposes is Tetris Battle Royale, Tetris um,
1: Royale,
0: which is really funny because uh, Andrew Reiner, the the uh, editor in chief of Game Informer magazine, like a year ago <laughs> tweeted out, "Hey guys, what about Tetris Battle Royale?" Um, and then he retweeted himself last week um, <laughs> because he was like, "Hey, I called it." Um, and you know what? I listen if I if I had such a like you know, called shot, I would it's I would retweet the hell out of myself. Yeah, I would definitely um, be
1: retweeting myself. It's okay.
0: So here's how Tetris works. Um basically, um your Tetris field is in the middle of the screen. And to your left and to your right are the remaining ninety eight Tetris players. You can so see how many Yes, ninety nine in total, in fact. Um, and so um, you can see a very simplified version of all of those 98, 98 other players. Like, you can't see the the tetraminos d- dropping, but you can see them when they are down there. You can see how much trash is on the bottom of their plating field, etc. They also flash red when they are about to die.
1: Oh, so you can go pile on.
0: You can... If you have the capability and wherewithal (laughs) to do so. So basically um, what's happening is two things are happening simultaneously. Obviously 99 people are playing Tetris all at once. Sure. Um, As you clear rows, you send, you know, one for one, you send rows of trash to your opponents. As one does. Um, Now it's not everyone piling trash on everyone. That would be insane. You know, everybody's throwing trash at basically another person. Got it right? So, um, you can, um, so you can manually target people, um, or, uh, which w- you would use the right stick to do so. You can like move a little cursor around and highlight someone. So you can specifically target a person. Um, or there are four default options that you can choose. Uh, one of them is random. It's just every time you clear a block, it targets another random person. Okay. Um, that's a reasonable default option. That's fair. It just it just sends your junk places. Um, one of them is. Yeah. I said that. So. Um, I'm not touching one that. One of them. Um, <laughs> so. Um, so tell me more. Okay. What else can you do? I'm trying. So you can target random people. You can target uh, people who are about to be KO'd. So it will find someone who is in danger of being KO'd and start dogpiling on them. Right. Or you can. Uh, target the person who has the most badges. Now if you knock someone out, um, you get a badge. Badges basically give you bonus damage. Like you meet okay. you clear a row, you do you send more junk. Oh. Right. So, you know, having lots of badges is great. Also, if you knock someone out, you get all of their badges and a badge for yourself. So if you Helpful. had three badges, I knock you out. I have four because I take out your three badges and I get my own for knocking you out, um, and they they add up pretty significantly. Now, the another important thing is so this so the trash is going from place to place, right? Um, you know, from player to player. They're all it, you know, the trash is pretty regularly getting cycled through. Um, You have the ability to also defend yourself and the way you do that is just by playing Tetris So there is a line that you may have noticed if you were watching video of it Mm -hmm. at all on the left-hand side of your Tetris field That will slowly fill up that represents trash that is queued up to dump into your playing field You can defend yourself from that by clearing lines So what's happening is every time you clear a line two things are happening one you are sending trash to an opponent, or and also you are defending yourself. They're both happening at the same time. Um, the last targeting option, by the way, as a default, is you can target people who are attacking you. Um, that makes sense. So, yeah. So the idea is, I mean, at that point, it becomes just a race to the finish. I mean, you are... Playing Tetris and trying to knock people out while p- trying to protect yourself from being knocked out—it is really hard. It is really frantic. Um, it keep, the game keeps track of uh, stats for you. Like at one point, my record as far as the number of people who have been targeting me is nine. Oh, so like, like at that point, you're done. Yeah, right? like it's because it's a battle royale game. Like if you're playing Fortnite, nine people wanted you done. You're you done.
1: done.
0: Um, so. That is that that is the core loop. Now, um, I'm working on a like a how to play the game type thing Love for it. noobs. That's going to go up on the site relatively soon. I will be reading um, this
1: so that I can get good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is one of those things that if you are good at Tetris, you will you really don't have a lot more to pick up. Um, in this case, awesome. Right. This is one of those learn your Tetris fundamentals, practice your Tetris fundamentals, and then just play. Um, that is. You know, I mean, unless you're crazy competitive, at which point I'm sorry, because um, it's really hard. Um, but it is super satisfying. Um, I came home from Toy Fair on Sunday afternoon, and I sat down and I passed the controller with my wife for like an hour and a half. Just the two of us alternating Tetris. That's rounds.
1: awesome. Um,
0: and we haven't had a moment like that where we passed a controller since like Splatoon 1 really, on the Wii U. Well, I mean, part of it is because it's, um, you know, if it's longer matches and a harder to grok game, like, for example, she doesn't take the controller from me or our son, Jake, when she, when we're playing Fortnite. Sure. Right? That's just, like, not her jam. So she would rather watch it or read a book and be near us. But, like, Tetris, the games are quick enough. It's a game that she obviously knows how to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's certainly her style. Um, And so you play a game, even a long game of Tetris Battle Royale or Tetris 99, whatever you want to call it. Tetris Royale is
1: what I'm going to call it personally. Yeah.
0: So even if, you know, even a long game is only going to be five or six minutes, these games are fast. So, you know, it's easy to be able to, you know, just pass the controller and, you know, maybe you lose real quick because the reality is if everybody just dumps on you in the beginning, you're done. I mean, you're
1: epically screwed at that point.
0: Yeah. So then you just – and then just like in Fortnite or Apex or whatever, you just bail out of the match. You don't need to watch who wins and then just restart a new one. Perfect. So um, this is amazing. Um, I I, I recorded an episode of the EFG Daily Commute today where I talk a little bit more about some of my feelings. But the long and short of it is um, I would not be surprised if we make it to the end of the year and this ends up being my game of the year. That's really Um, cool. I I haven't felt I mean, I love Tetris. I've always loved Tetris. This came out of nowhere. Um, I didn't I don't I mean, this wasn't even like rumored.
1: No, it wasn't. Like nobody knew it was coming.
0: Um, and what I think is also quietly really cool about it is remember when they announced the Nintendo online service and they said there were gonna be quote unquote special offers.
1: Yes.
0: And everybody was like LOL, what the hell does that mean? Yes. This is what that means. They just gave us Tetris, Battle Royale included. And if this is indicative of what we're going to get, I am in. I mean, that's pretty rad, yeah. Tetris 99 is worth the price of admission by itself. So it's $20 to play Tetris 99 for a year. Oh, and by the way, you also get to play all your other Nintendo online games. And also you get access to these NES games. I mean... Who cares if if they said that Tetris 99 was 20 bucks? I would have paid it without thinking about it. That's fair. So, um, so the fact that it comes with a year of an online service, and if they do this a couple of times a year, I mean, the value added on that is great. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, it's Tetris. That's great. How how, right? And it came out of freaking nowhere. It Um, really did. Which really, I mean, that's just it's not very often that you get like a really nice surprise. There's shadow drops.
1: Like Apex, I mean, I'm
0: sure there's, yeah, there's a lot of people who really love them. Some Apex, and to tell a very brief story, we're going to talk about this. I'm going to talk about, to my son about this, but um, my middle guy is, um, he's talking like Apex Legends is taking over Fortnite, for him. That's impressive. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, I think I'm sure that you know, talk is cheap. And you know he can change. And realistically, you can play both. There's really nothing in the world that says you can't. True. Um. So yeah, this is this is just a weird couple of weeks full of shadow drops. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, if, if you have a Switch and you have already paid for the Nintendo Switch Online, I highly encourage you to download. Uh Tetris ninety nine. The other good news is it's such a small download size. Mm-hmm. This game is so tiny. This will just live on your Switch in perpetuity. It's not gonna get in the way no matter how small your hard you know, your SD card is in it. Um and you can just play. Love it.
1: That's really great. I that's that's heartening to me. I know that Mike was talking about Tetris ninety nine and I was like, That sounds like the most bonkers game ever. Um I have it downloaded. I just haven't gotten around to playing it, because I was also playing Yoshi's Crafted World instead.
0: Ooh. All right, so now I need to hear about this. Uh, that was a good segue. It's like you're a professional. Can you tell me about Yoshi's Crafted World?
1: <laughs> yes, it's our final final little section of Around the Horn. Yes, because it was. this was also a thing that came out, like the demo came out um, during
0: mm-hmm. the
1: Nintendo Direct. So uh, Wooly Yoshi is 100%. My jam. I really enjoyed the 3DS game. It was it was fantastic. Crafted World is that, but more polished, and it's okay. also way easier. And I don't know if that's necessarily a good thing, but it makes it more accessible for mm-hmm. um, for kids to play and for mm-hmm. for that sort of thing. And I really liked it because it was a digestible demo where I got everything that I needed out of it. And it made me really excited because I, ha- I had that pre-order from like last year because I knew it was coming out. But mm-hmm. I didn't know when. And I was like, I'm just going to pre-order it because I loved the 3DS game so much. So it was it was sure. great. It was a ton of fun. It's a very... I think it's going to be a very watchable and interactive kind of game where it can be like, oh, look over there. I have to find five cows. You know, like, there's the cow. And like, oh my goodness, Amanda, stop. You have to go find... You have to go find this thing, this piece of the puzzle or whatever. And yeah, so it's... It's a relatively sizable demo, unfortunately. So um, if you have to choose between like Yoshi's Crafted World and Tetris 99 I don't know which one are you really into um Yoshi's Crafted World is a very limited demo like you can't do too much it's just one level but it's well worth it if you're excited about the game already or if you loved um Yoshi's Woolly World so I loved it I played it on the plane coming back from San Francisco and it was it was tons and tons of fun
0: yeah, that's one of those games. Um, you know, we talk about like it being easy. Um, our community manager Jeff actually asked. He asked some of the same stuff. Um, you know, he, he he asked me. You know, what I thought about. You know, some of the com- you know the complaints that he was hearing about it being easy. Um, and um, I I thought about it for a, a handful of seconds, um, and then I was like, I don't care. No, I don't either. Um. I don't play Yoshi for like my hardcore, like challenge, nah. right? Like if Who I was like something, I, I, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think this like weird desire for everything to be hard. Um, it's just like, not every game is for everyone. And I think that people need to save themselves $60. Like if Nintendo is like, listen, this game is super easy. You don't need to buy it. No. Like, and I think that here's what that means. That means you can spend sixty dollars on like, I mean, you want hard? Go buy like, go buy some of the other really incredibly difficult. Go games. buy Souls
1: if you're gonna if if you really really really, yeah. really 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 want something very difficult on your Switch. Go buy go buy Souls, seriously. Yeah. Because that'll just beat you up for many hours.
0: Um. Yeah. I mean, they put Salt and Sanctuary on the Switch. Also
1: a very punishing also really game. really hard. Yeah. There's a so, number of like punishing that, games. Hollow Knight's very punishing. It's a, yeah. it's a deeply challenging game. Dead Cells, you know. Lots yeah. of... Or... Yeah.
0: Or play Civilization VI on the hardest difficulty level and let Gandhi nuke you over and over again if that's how you want to do.
1: That just sounds like a Tuesday to me. So. Yeah,
0: well be, but that's because you really like Civilizations. It's true. I love Civilizations. Um,
1: I can't wait to talk about this other game that I played last week, but it's under embargo still. So next game time. Oh, next video next game time. time.
0: <laughs> yeah, man, I have so many embargoes to keep track. How do we do it? Spreadsheets. Do you have a written calendar? Spreadsheets. Yeah, all right. Um I just I just, you know, pray. Um so but your stuff is probably a little bit more embargo than mine. Um so all right. So, that is Around the Horn. Not bad. We talked about Anthem. We talked a little bit about Tetris 99. And then we snuck in a little bit of Yoshi's Crafted World. Yeah. Uh, which is, Yoshi's Crafted World is coming on us fast. It's next it's month. It's next month. Um, yeah. So, how about, my good friend, let's take a little break. Let's do it. Um, And then we'll come back. And then we're going to do a rundown of some of the news from the Nintendo Direct, courtesy of... Little site you might have heard of called SuperParent.com.
1: Woohoo! I know that. You might
0: have heard about them. Yeah, because it's yours. <laughs> That's my site. All right, folks. We'll be back in a minute, folks. All right, and we are back. It's still Steven. I'm still here with Amanda. It is still episode 160. Five yeah. of Engage a Family Gaming Podcast. This week we're talking about video games. Before the break, we went through our uh, we went around the horn, talked about some of our games. Um, now we're going to talk a little bit about some news. Um, specifically, um, we're going to talk about a Nintendo Direct that happened last week. Um, yeah, we Nintendo is. has gotten really good at just saying, "By the way, Direct tomorrow, deuces," and then just dropping. A Half hour to 45 minute long, really intense video on us. Um, and it's great, I love it. So, I thought I would just um, I went to a website that you may have heard of, Amanda. It's called superparent.com.
1: I love that site.
0: Uh, don't you love that? I site? sure do. Good, yeah. You um, so I'm just gonna go right from the top and we're we'll talk very briefly about some of the games. Um, and we'll go through some of what I think are the super relevant announcements. Um, sound good? That
1: sounds perfect.
0: All right. So they opened it up with Super Mario Maker 2. And um, I was – so, I, I mean, you, when you watched the video, when I saw that, I was – my initial reaction was, oh, wow, Super Nintendo games on um, Nintendo Online. That's what, that's what, I, what thought I thought, too, originally. And then all of a sudden, he jumped over a thing, and I was like, oh, that's not in Super Mario World. No. No. <laughs> Um. So, um, Super Mario Maker two. This was a great decision. I mean, finally they brought Super Mario Maker over, one of the best selling games on the Wii U. Um, finally making its way. Great game you, on what,
1: the DS as well.
0: I never played it on the DS. Um, is it so? So it's, it's good. Small.
1: That's the only thing is that it's very small, and my and my youngest son really really enjoyed playing Super Mario Maker on his 2DS. So his original. Uh, Nintendo 2DS so he loved it I am unbelievably psyched for this game for him specifically it's not really a game that I would spend a ton of time in but I can see the potential for creativity for kids especially getting super into it and sharing levels and doing things that they do with like um Oh my goodness! What is the game? Uh, Geometry Dash, I think. Geometry Dash is a mobile game that kids share levels with and stuff like that. And I think that this could be super cool, and they'd be able to share levels with each other. So yes, very very cool game. Such a great Switch title. I'm supremely excited for my son, especially.
0: I'm with you. Um, over time, because our Wii U is still plugged in. Ours um, is too. I mean, it's hard to justify employing it. I mean, it doesn't hurt that it has Netflix and a tablet, so it's like a backup um, right. to the backup, to the backup, to the backup. But also, um, our daughter loves her some Super Mario Maker. She'll just sit there and just – she'll just make a platform and have Mario jump on it. And, you know, like it's it's kind of asinine stuff, but the reality is it is Legos basically. Um, exactly. Exactly. She's not creating levels so much as she is just kind of experimenting with all the different building blocks that are on there. Awesome. You know, what it really, the way she uses it, um, and this is going to date me, but, um, compared to you, um, (laughs) but, um, is, um, it, it reminds me of the way that my brother and I used to play with, uh, Mario paint.
1: Mario paint was great.
0: Uh, Yes. Um, yeah, but I played it when I was in, like, middle school. <laughs> um,
1: okay, well, in old, my... I'm an old, old, old man. In my defense, um, we didn't have middle school, so...
0: Oh, that's right, because <laughs> you were in Canada. You just had hockey camp, basically. That's pretty much exactly
1: what happened until about high school when we lived in our igloos yeah. and rolled our, rode our polar bears to school. That was how we did
0: things. I understand. And did maple syrup it. shots. Exactly. Sounds... Sounds. That sounds bad. Nailed it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so everything about that sounds great, except for the fact that hockey stresses me out, and maple syrup shots sound really gross. Um, Both of those
1: things are lovely.
0: Um, I, listen, hockey sound the the concept of hockey sounds great. Um, it just stresses me out because every time I watch it, I'm just always freaking out.
1: I yell at the TV always. like an old man.
0: <laughs> I'm always freaking out. I tried to play fantasy hockey one year. Oh,
1: I won't do that
0: because um, I have some friends who have had a fantasy hockey league for like 10 years and they had an open slot. And I was like, Oh man, I'm so in. I love fantasy sports because truth be told you and I, I don't think we've been very close during a fantasy football. season. We have not. I play a lot of fantasy football. Oh. Um, and so, um, yeah, I tried to do the fantasy hockey thing. It does not help <laughs> playing fantasy sports when you don't know anyone's name really hard. I would imagine. Um, so. Spoiler alert. Um, anyway, so, um, and I don't think you'd like any of my friends, my those friends anyway. They're Bruins fans. So um, no, no. I live. It's worth noting. I live in Connecticut. I can't really help. Yeah, it. no. Boston is literally right there. I know. You can't. You can't do
1: anything about it. But the, like, we are sworn. We are sworn sports enemies. Oh, I know. Sworn of sports course course enemies. Sports
0: enemies. I'm. I mean, if it help. If it helps, I really um, am scared by the the dudes with knives on their feet. So that's fair. Okay. Um, so
1: Mario Paint.
0: So Mario Paint. So that's it. The um, segues are fine on the show. You know, I do. um, Not segues. That's a sidebar. So uh, yeah, she plays with Mario Maker the same way that I played with Mario Paint. She just messes around, plays around with it, isn't really accomplishing anything, but still like really just kind of experimenting with the tool set. I think it's entirely possible that somewhere out of this, she turns into like this amazing level designer and that we have no idea what's happening. That's perfect. Um, And I can't wait. Um I just what's crazy is they showed us so much in so little time and there are still lots of questions um which I'm very excited about like we really don't know if there's any more coming out so um yeah it's coming out this summer right yes they said summer yes it's um, coming out June and...
1: 2019
0: so yes after E3 um Probably, I, right? yeah. I,
1: I, I mean, unless they want to give it to me before I get on the plane, I guess. But
0: <laughs> okay, I'm sure press will get it. I, I would bet my bet if I were a betting man. Which spoiler alert, I'm not. Longtime listeners know why. Um, I'm not a betting man anymore. But if I were a betting man, I would bet that press has it for the plane. Oh,
1: wouldn't that be nice?
0: Um, and that ever and. Well, they also, it also means that the embargo will drop the Friday after E3. Mm-hmm. Um, True. And then the release will be a couple of days after that. And then they'll give us a nice blowout during E3. Mm-hmm. You know? And then move on with our lives. Um Because the one, the one game per show thing, they didn't really do that any, last year. They did it two years in a row, but last year it was Smash, but there was a lot of other stuff there too.
1: A ton. Yep.
0: A ton, yeah, um, an insane amount. Um, so uh, let's talk about the next thing, which I think is arguably the biggest announcement: uh, is Legend of Zelda: Link's Awakening remake. Huge. Um, huge. This is a big deal. Um, so tell, so tell, ha, did you ever play the original one? No,
1: I did not. My partner did. So okay. this is. Tell me
0: why this is important.
1: So this is like a near. It's a near and dear kind of game for a lot of especially a lot of kids that had Game Boys in the nineties mm-hmm. where there weren't a whole ton of titles that they could play that were really meaningful meaty games. So sure. I don't know, like I I don't have any real attachment to Zelda personally. The only like I didn't start playing Zelda until I played the Ocarina of Time. That was my first introduction to a Zelda game. And since then, I, it's very, very difficult for me to really get into Zelda games. I really only liked um, A Link Between Worlds. And I don't think I've ever actually played Link to the Past. But I loved Link Between Worlds. That was my, I think that's my favorite Zelda game. So I think that the hype around this is, again, Nintendo capitalizing on the nostalgia of its aging fan base and making sure that they're paying attention to their core players. And this is a core game. This isn't something that you know you would necessarily like just hand to a kid and be like, okay, go play *Link's Awakening*. Like, it's going to be very challenging because it is an origi- It's a remake of one of one of the harder um, *Legend of Zelda* games, from what I'm told.
0: Agreed. Um, agreed. Th- that's a, that's what that is the information I had too. I was trying to look up some details, but my internet is slow, so I'm not gonna waste any more bandwidth. We'll just talk about it. So, um. This is this is one of those things. I never played this. Um, I in fact never played any of the Game Boy um, Zelda games. I really didn't play any action games on my Game Boy just because I found the the the, the way that the you know just the way that it played um, really troubling. So basically, I, mean, I played fair. Tetris and RPGs. Um, so realistically, if you only used your Game Boy for like Pokemon and Tetris, you had a really good life with your Game Boy. But um, I just didn't play any of these. I'm really excited to see it and maybe some of the other wacky um, you know, Zelda games get remade and brought forward. Um, if this is hopefully this is a trend. Um, I think it looks adorable. Um, my oldest son is a huge Zelda fan. He is hype as you could as hype as you could possibly imagine for this. Yeah, this is hard, this is not gonna be easy. No. But you know what? He rolled he rolled credits on Breath of the Wild. I'll give him that maybe he can finish this. Um and if he can't, then whatever. He'll, it's then still fine. He'll... he'll
1: pick it up when he's a little bit older or a little bit wiser and it'll be fine. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um th- I think the biggest highlight here is the art style, which is really cute. Oh, it's so um,
1: cute. I love it. It really it reminds me of um it reminds me of Wind Waker, which was the GameCube Zelda game. Yes. Which I also didn't play, but that's on my list to play because I hear it is a spectacular experience.
0: Yes. All right. So if you're not gonna like Breath of the Wild because you're one of those people, I so, I tried um,
1: so hard. I have.
0: It's fine. fine. I've forgiven you.
1: Tried so hard. I
0: forgive. I've forgiven you because you're Canadian. That's I'm it. S- I'm it's so bad. Canadian. I'm
1: so bad at open world games. It's fine. <laughs>
0: That's fine. If you're not going to like Breath of the Wild, then um, then Wind Waker is an absolute must play because it's probably going to be. I mean, w- Wind Waker is my number two. So okay. I get into a lot of fights with people because for me, um, Link to the Past like really isn't even there for me. Um, you know, I played Link Between Worlds, really liked it. Frankly, I If you loved like Link it. Between Worlds, if you like Link Between Worlds, Link Link to the Past is arguably the same game. It's just it's more linear. Mm. Um. They're both great games. I mean, here's the thing. A bad Zelda game is still really darn good.
1: I mean, that's fair. That's, so, unless it's I mean, 2. I hear 2 is the one that everybody dislikes with a brutal um, vehemence. Not,
0: every, not everybody, but it definitely is very different. Um, and so I would actually – I would love them to remake 2. Um, Ooh,
1: that's a zesty take. I
0: think, I think that has some of the biggest I, – well, I mean – I think that has some of the most potential mm. for like recapturing the audience. Like, take the basic core concepts and really go for it. Okay. Um, what I really want them to do is do um, is take the Satellaview, View, um, the 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 thing that they put in Japan, which is Legend of Zelda One with Link to the Past graphics, more or less, um, and bring and just make that and let us play it um I don't know why they haven't done that um but I think two has a lot of potential like it's not it is not my favorite however it's a black it's an almost blank canvas because it was you know like a really ambitious NES game like there's lots of room to fix that but in the meantime we all get to look forward to Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening later on in 2019
1: absolutely so there is no there's no release date yet but on Super Parent, what we are saying is, if you did love the open three D world of The Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild, this is your chance to try Zelda in two D on a modern Correct. console. So it's Agreed. it's definitely, if nothing else, it's definitely worth taking a look at. Going and looking at the trailer, I think, could get you incredibly hype. It's what got me incredibly hype. Um, and I, like I said, I don't have any particular connection to Zelda, and I was like, I'll play this. This looks great.
0: It's absolutely gorgeous. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, so next, um, we'll ignore Tetris ninety nine. I want to. The next thing I want to talk about, because and I'm sure you're looking at the list too, because uh, it's your website. Um, it I want to talk about easily the most. Th- this game is going to be the most underappreciated game that they announced. Um, Disney Sumsum Festival. It looks this game.
1: Oh my goodness! This game.
0: Okay. Okay, I'm glad that you and I are maybe even on the same page. Like, I don't think that this is going to be a 10 out of 10 game of the year thing. No. But you know what this is going to be? This is going to be a really awesome seven Mm -hmm. that is going to make a bunch of really little kids. Oh, it's going to make a billion dollars. So much money. And it's going to – you know what this is going to do? This is, like, a bunch of, like, seven- and eight-year-old girls, like, really having an amazing Perfect. Christmas. Absolutely. It's um, going to be
1: so great for them. The Disney zoom zoom festivals, they, like, the Sumsums themselves, I – Vivi has a couple of them. She loves them. Oh, yeah. And, like, I – I'm hype because this is definitely the kind of game that I would have loved to play if I were, you know, like eight, eight nine-year-old Amanda would really enjoy playing yeah. when she wasn't, you know, watching the X-Files. So, yeah. I mean, it looks it looks awesome. It looks like it's going to be a ton of fun. I'm going to play it with my kids for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. This is one of, like I said, I think this is one of those games that when we, if, if we did this direct, if we did this podcast reviewing this direct in two months, um, we probably wouldn't forget it, but like, I think most podcasts would just skip it be like, Oh, we don't need to talk about Simpson festival. Right. Oh, that looks um, so but I think, but you know what I yes, mean, right? I totally like Nintendo voice, Nintendo voice chat in th- three months, they're not going to talk about Simpson. No, they're not. But this is one of those games that when it comes out, like it, I'm assuming that this thing is going to make it before holiday. Oh, cause it's got it's to, it's got
1: to. Yeah. Um,
0: this thing is going to go nuts. Um, there's, it's going to be under so many trees. It's going to be, and so I would, I would perfect for that. Exactly.
1: And I would be, I would be shocked if I don't see some semblance of a, um, a collector's edition for this game that comes with like a special Disney Tsum Tsum that's like, or, or we oh, yeah. see like Tsum Tsum amiibos, which would be Unbelievably fun. Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> Don't say
0: that. Don't say that. Or like, I'm going to have to buy those. Or like,
1: you know, like a, a fun bundle that is – that, that yeah. you know, you can buy your Switch with um, Disney Tsum Tsum Festival and like Super Mario Maker 2, right?
0: So, yeah, no, I'm with you. This is what I think. This is just like the gears turning in my head. Um, if it's coming out in time for holiday, mm-hmm. then – probably because companies do pre-reviews, right? Like they hire people to come in and review the games mock while reviews. they're in progress. Yeah. And they do that for those listening to get an idea, like what's this game going to be? Mm-hmm. And right. Like you market a 10 different than the leave than you market a seven. Absolutely. And maybe, and maybe if you get a mock review and they come and they go, wow, this is fundamentally broken. Maybe you either cancel it or you, or you delay it or whatever. Sure. If they're doing mock reviews and somebody comes in and goes, no, for real, guys, this is, like, really good. This is really good. Um, I would bet that, at, if that if that happens and it's, like, actually very, very good, then absolutely I would bet that they would go all out with special editions. Totally. If they come and they go, okay, this is just a good. It's going to be a seven, at which point it's just Just Dance coming out every year. It's just it is what it is. Then they probably wouldn't. Right, like I don't know that I would put millions of dollars into marketing, uh, for a seven. Ah, uh, but. But it is Disney. But
1: yeah, exactly. So, it isn't necessarily, and this is something I wrote about on Game Daily. Like Disney has a really complicated relationship with video games, right? So they're 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 always looking for ways that they can, um, you know, amp games, but without having to make them themselves because they've just so profoundly screwed it up over the years, and. I think that what could we could see if nothing else is an another influx of Sumsum collectibles that come out of Sumsum Festival. And that's where we'll see that cross branding and that cross promotion. I dig that. Or co branding and that cross promotion that um, you know, could show up as amiibos. If nothing else, I think amiibos are probably going to be, you know,
0: I think I think yeah. A Sum Sum amiibo Not not impossible to imagine. Also, nor is a Mario sumsum hard to imagine either. How
1: cute would that be?
0: Yeah, if it was like Mario, Luigi, Princess, and Toad, just those four, that'd be kind of great. Literally, if they put those out,
1: they'd be sold immediately.
0: Yeah, they'd be gone. Um. Yeah. So again, my prediction: this is going to be the most overlooked game. But if so, if we were playing like fantasy Nintendo Direct, this would be my number one pick. Yeah. I'm not even lying. Yeah, like, it's going to be one money. of those things. Yeah, it's going to be great. Um. Next, how about some updates to Captain Toad Treasure Tracker? Are you a Captain Toad? Are you a Captain Toad girl? I
1: love this game. I reviewed it for Super Parent, and I played it on Ready Player Mom. I've done a first. I've le- done like a Let's Play with it. I adore this game. I missed it. Because I didn't have a Wii U until I moved to New Jersey. So I I, I slept on this game entirely. So when it came to Switch, I was so excited because I was finally going to be able to play this incredible puzzle game that people talked about from the last Nintendo generation that I missed out on. I wasn't going to be able to play it. So, yes, I love Captain Toad
0: Treasure Tracker. (laughs) So, I mean, right now, if you own it, then you can play it two-player cooperative Mm -hmm. which is way cool that's so great i I love two-player i love two-player cooperative games um and so that's right now Mm -hmm. um and down the line they are adding a um they're adding new levels they are and new challenges which i mean who would have all right if you would have told me that if if you had come up to me a month ago and told me that captain toad treasure tracker was going to get dlc on the switch before mario odyssey i would have told you that you were stoned out of your minds um but here we are we live in that world where captain toad is getting uh dlc we don't know how expensive it's going to be we don't really know how elaborate it's going to be but um here we are we're getting it and they're gonna that it's gonna happen and and you're gonna play it
1: i am 100 percent gonna play it like that's not even a Um, not even a guess
0: So, some of the other stuff they talked about. Um, They did do a super blowout for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Mm -hmm. Not so much for our audience, but for those that are super into strategy games, it's basically Harry Potter?
1: It's going to be great. It's going to be great.
0: I didn't deny that at all, but I'm asking. (laughs) So, this is basically Harry Potter. It kind
1: of is. Yeah, it's like Harry Potter ended up... Having a mashup with Fire Emblem, and that ended up having a mashup with, like, some kind of hero-based... With, like, Heroes of Might and Magic in this in some weird, bizarre way. I don't even and know. And I'm here for it. I love it. I think it's a great concept. I'm jazzed as heck for it.
0: Yeah. No, I'm absolutely in. Um, so... That's coming out this July, yes. um, which is right around... You know what? I mean, listen, last year, you know, it came out in July as Octopath Traveler. So if Nintendo's just going to like, hey, let's just drop an RPG on you in the middle of the summer, that sounds great to me. I'm in. I don't like going outside in the heat. No one does. So I will gladly play Fire Emblem. My only issue is I am terrible at video games. <laughs> and Fire Emblem traditionally... Is very hard. Is a very hard game. Yes. So um, I'm waiting to find out exactly... How hard it is. Um, most notably, I want to know if they continue with the trend of giving you a mode where your characters don't die if they die. If they don't die when they, they die, they will.
1: They will definitely do that. Cause I if, I always play that too, where I I play on not like newbie mode, but I play on a mode where I can enjoy the story. And if I end up, you know, like losing a battle, I don't lose my people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, as your girl Brittany says. I want to play it on baby ass baby mode. That's what I want. I mean, Um, I want to see
1: that story, son. I don't care about playing it on hardcore mode. What do I care? Who who do I have to prove things to? I'm not an influencer. I'm not a
0: streamer. I have, I'm, yeah. You know what? I might stream it on baby mode because that's hilarious to me. Um, But yeah, so it's coming out July 26th. I am, I mean, it looks pretty. If nothing else, it looks um, pretty. Look it up on YouTube and look at it. It's very cool. Nice fantasy art. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of going down some of the other stuff. Um there there were some grown up stuff that they brought up that we'll just kind of skip, skip entirely. Past it. Um yo, how about Dragon Quest Builders? Are you a Dragon Quest Builders girl?
1: So I've seen Dragon Quest Builders. We have it. We've got it on PlayStation 4. Gabriel tried playing so my my youngest son ended up trying to play it a number of years ago. I think it was two or three years ago back when it first mm-hmm. came out and he wasn't a great reader back then. He was just learning how to read. So he wasn't super into it. Um, that was, I think, the okay. first game. Yeah, I think that was his first foray into playing a game that was a little bit more complex than, than say, Minecraft. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Like, it's a neat concept. I think that Dragon Quest is a cool world. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily the game for me. I just want more dark cloud. And that. It's like it scratches that. This dark- is as close
0: as you're gonna get. Yeah, that
1: scratches that Dark Cloud itch because I'm never gonna get a Dark Cloud game again. Um,
0: well, all right, wait. Well, dark Cloud is who? Who makes that? That's
1: a good question. I actually don't remember off the top of my head. I think it might be Bamco. Are th-
0: Are they doing something? All right, so wait. Let's Google it. Google I- who made Dark Cloud. Uh, or are you googling? I am.
1: It? I got you. Uh, it's level five.
0: Okay, so what's oh level five is making Dino Cooney. They're done with Nino Cooney. They are. Okay, here's what I want. I'm gonna put this out in the universe, level five. All right, do it. Make a new dark cloud game. Hear me out, hear me out, and put it on the switch.
1: Done. Call me Um, when it's on the switch.
0: Because for real, you'll make a lot of dollars.
1: I will give them I will give them all my dollars.
0: No, you won't. I'll give them some You're of my responsible dollars. you will give them You'll give them –
1: Adequate dollars. The
0: amount of your dollars equivalent to the purchase of perhaps a special edition of their game.
1: Adequate dollars.
0: <laughs> Adequate dollars. An appropriate number of dollars. Um, So, because it, it, when we say we'll give them all of our dollars, it's different than when a 10-year-old does it.
1: Yes, that's you true. Know? Yes, that's very true. It's like true. if a
0: 10-year-old is like, I will totally give you all, my all dollars. of my dollars – and a few V bucks that I got lying around. It's very different. <laughs>
1: very, very different. That
0: when two adults do it. So, so okay, um, yeah, I don't know why. So Dragon Quest Builders, we are, we have the first one. We played it. Um, my oldest enjoyed it. I bought it on PS4 because mm-hmm. um, that's where it was. Um, we're kind of looking forward to two. I like the two-player co-op idea. Um, two-player player co-op is just it
1: perfect. It's just such a great, <laughs> such a great accessible way to play a game. Period. But I really just um, want Dark so, Cloud three. Like that's yeah, all I want. And I think that yeah, this will scratch my Dark Cloud itch, but nothing's mm-hmm. really gonna make it go away until they make yeah, me it's a, not gonna, until they make yeah. me a Dark Cloud game. You know Stop what? making yokai. Stop making yokai games and just make me a Dark Cloud game. Like how hard is this?
0: Yeah, I mean, well, Yokai Watch isn't doing all that great, unfortunately. They so. have so many planned,
1: uh-huh. though. Oh my goodness.
0: Well, yeah. Well, everybody's got a plan. Everyone's got a plan until you get punched in the face. Um, So they. How about this? I'm not wrong. Fun fact: I'm not wrong often, but when I'm wrong, I'm catastrophically wrong. (laughs) That's the difference. So, um, to go down some of the other announcements, uh, they did Shadow Drop Final Fantasy Nine, and it is now the highest selling game on the Nintendo (laughs) eShop.
1: Which is unbelievably fantastic. Because what a great game
0: facts facts um I've actually never gotten all the way through it
1: neither have Um, I so hard
0: (laughs) part of that's because it part of that's just because it came out at a really weird time um but it's on switch so I you better believe I will have it um and they also announced Final Fantasy 7 is coming out in March um sure and then Final Fantasy 10 is where it really happens for me that's in April I'll be buying that I've already told my family I'm buying that Um, they're gonna wave bye-bye to you Yeah, they're really confused because I own it on. I bought the. I bought the ten and ten two special edition on PS4. I own it on PS2. Um, I'm gonna buy it on the Switch. I already told them I'm buying it on every system it's ever on. Um, Yeah. Final Fantasy ten is my favorite Final Fantasy game. Full stop. Um, It's not the best Final
1: Fantasy game, but it is the most charming Final Fantasy game. And I I cosplayed as Lulu, a couple of years ago.
0: That. Doesn't surprise me <laughs> in the least. Um, okay, so, and I mean that as a compliment. Cool. Um, so, so
1: I love Final Fantasy X as well and X 2 Man, those dress spheres though—I don't care what anybody says—such a brilliant way of using a level-up scheme. I love it.
0: Yeah. Um. Realistically, if they had called the dress spheres job spheres, no one would have minded. How about that? But, that's my spicy take. But people would have loved that it's game. true. They would have if they weren't called dress fears and they were called jobs fears. No one would have said anything, but because they were dress fears, people were like, "Oh my goodness, Charlie's Angels, the video game," and I'm but like, "Still sign no, It's not. I'm like, "It's not Charlie's Angels, the video game." That happened and
1: that was very bad,
0: and it was very bad. This it's is a way better. Terrible, than Charlie's Angels, Terrible, terrible game. game. Um. So yeah. So anyway, bunch of Final Fantasy stuff. It's crazy that we got and we still don't have eight. But we know, mm-hmm. I mean, at least, at no, least no. people have figured out No, no, we why. don't have six. Six?
1: We don't have six. Yeah,
0: but how – well, yeah, but six is like in a different world, though. Like, it's because, like, it, it's weird that we have seven, nine, ten, ten to twelve, and I'm sure thirteen is coming to the Switch. Oh, state. it's got to be. Like, the Thirteen trilogy is absolutely coming to the Switch. That's next year. Um,
1: probably when we see well, the Nintendo Switch Pro or whatever.
0: I guess. Sure. That's the only um, thing I can think of.
1: is That's the reason why I, they're holding it in their pocket.
0: Well, either that or they just don't want to do all of them. I mean, they might not be ready yet. Um, but you're right. I mean, there could be a dozen different reasons. Mm-hmm. But yours is probably... Yours is probably just as more right than mine. <laughs> I'll give you that much credit. So
1: appreciate
0: the, that. Uh, but it's so weird that like eight isn't coming. But I mean, a, a lot of it, and I've done the research. A lot. The the running theory is it's either a, a a rights issue with the song "Eyes on Me" because oh. it was one of the first Final Fantasy games to have um, a vocal track, and the problem is the vocal track is not just the opening movie no. like Kingdom Hearts. Could exist without Simple and Clean. It would be weird, but if they if they didn't own the rights to Simple and Clean, they could just cut it out, right? Sure. If they could just cut it yeah. out, or they could just play something else. Um, but the Eyes on Me, which is the theme to Final Fantasy VIII, which to, for those not listening, it's a it's a love it's a love story. Whereas most of the other ones are, you know, standard, you know, more or less standard fantasy fair hero's journey man or young woman hero's journey. Final Fantasy Eight Kind of picks up in the middle of all of that, and yes. it's really a love story, which is very different. Was very risky. I didn't give it the credit it deserves. You've been yelling at me about this very quietly. Anthony John Agnello, friend of the show, has been calling me all kinds of names because I've <laughs> insulted. Gently, um, it's
1: all gentle with me. It's all gentle. Not
0: you, gently. Him, not so much. He's a
1: New Yorker. Um, you gotta give him a benefit. Yeah, he's of a the New doubt. Yorker.
0: So exactly, he's from New York. So the um. And he's been grumpy recently. He has a right. Um, so, the um, so I, it, it, this love song, more or less, plays at parts, and and some parts of it are intertwined into like battle themes with bosses, mm-hmm. and like it's really hard to remove it. Yeah. The other theory is that they just lost the code.
1: So, I mean, that's... Um,
0: which is a very Japanese developer, PS1 era thing to do.
1: Yeah, that's not... That was far more common and has been far more com- common than it should be. That that one would not surprise me. It would not surprise me given the history of all, all of the other games that have been lost over the years. So, I mean, if the yeah. code base has been lost, you're screwed.
0: Well, they could reverse engineer it, but it would require a team that's bigger than it would take to start over and make it again um, and you're not wrong. The question is whether or not that's worth it Now I mean it really it comes down to it would be a vanity project to recreate it, it. would um, And considering the fact that Square Enix was not making a lot of money last year, the um, ROI has to
1: be there because they lost 60% yeah. year over year. Yeah you know okay so, so I'm sorry we did a we did a quick cut into game that's fine. nonsense.
0: But hey man, listen, we can do it. I mean that, that's just what's so weird about Final Fantasy eight. I've had a lot of people in our Facebook group talking about it too. Mm-hmm. It's like where's eight? Where's eight? And some of it is for completion. Um, and some of it is just because you know, they love it. Sure. You know? I, for me, it's a curiosity. And it's because I wanna play it again. I mean, I, I played it I played it in college, I played it at a very weird time, um, about Some things were going on that don't need to be talked about. You and I can talk about it off air, Amanda. It's a really weird story. But basically, it was just not a good time for me in my life, right? And so I don't really remember it super well. So I want to give it another shot. um, Because I did the same thing with Final Fantasy VII when I had surgery the other year. Uh Um, I used to really dislike Final Fantasy VII. And I went back and I revisited it. And I was like, okay, you know what? It's not mine. Mm -hmm. You know, because everyone has theirs. Um, it's not mine, but I can understand it. And so I really want to give Final Fantasy VIII its moment. Um, because I don't want to say it's a bad game. But um, we're going to have to wait. Because, But at least in the meantime, somehow Final Fantasy IX is the highest selling game on the Nintendo Who's, eShop who? in 2019. I
1: just, what is this life?
0: Um, how about this? Um, do you know what game it defeated? Or not defeated, but overtook as the number one game? Well,
1: you know, I think I'm I might know, but, but Steve, tell me.
0: Wargroove um, and you know what was third How this is the weird life we live what's third
1: that one I definitely don't know
0: S- Smash um, you know, so just, the, th- what? the top three selling digital games on the Switch right now or this was as of yesterday are Final Fantasy 9 followed by Wargroove followed by Super Smash Bros. Ultimate which by the way I mean did they wait NPD came out today or is that tomorrow
1: mm, that'd be today MPD came out today. I think I have the email. Oh.
0: So, did was Smash the number one selling game of the month? Let me go check. That was my prediction. Matt Pescatella or whatever on Twitter asked what your prediction was, and I told him um, that it was uh, – that I predicted Smash. Um, how cool. One of my podcast co-hosts gets actual MPD emails.
1: I sure um, do, but it didn't come out. So, okay. so tomorrow. it'll be tomorrow. I thought it was supposed okay. to be out today. That's what Matt was saying. But it could be that something happened with, um, yeah, just with their stuff. So all good.
0: So last thing we can talk about, because a lot of rated M stuff, a lot of things with ambiguous ESRB ratings. So we'll like just out. Chain, like Astral Chain,
1: because we're not sure. Like
0: Astral Chain. Yeah, exactly. Um Astral Chain is just weird. Listen, guys, the trailer is fine. If you want to see some weird stuff, go, go Google up Astral Chain on YouTube. It looks like um, weird
1: mech nonsense, but I'm kind of in. I'm kind of into it.
0: Listen, I love me some weird mech nonsense. Um, I I was given permission to buy Transformers shoes um, by the general, um, so I can't really get mad. Um, but still, we're gonna leave it from now. When it come, if it turns out that it's rated T for teen, we will we'll definitely talk it. about it. So, <laughs> um, but I do want to talk um, about one last thing. Where is it? Let's talk about Marvel Ultimate Alliance three,
1: <sighs> Can um, we? because that's
0: coming out this summer. This game is going to be so stupid in all the best ways. Um, they confirmed the the only real new news we have is that it's coming out this summer, which is, I think we kind of knew that, but at least we have some confirmation. We know for a fact that there are characters from the Avengers, the X-Men, the defenders and the guardians of the galaxy. Um, which pretty much covers the entire Marvel Universe. It does. Because at the end of the day, everyone is either an Avenger or an X-Man. Um, or a Guardian. Or a Guardian. The Guardians are getting big. They are. Also. Um, but they also made very certain to show us one Captain Marvel, um, which makes sense. Movie tie-in. How to, make a, how to make a non-movie tie-in game a movie tie-in game. At um, least it's not a, a licensed use... game. Thank goodness. So um, this game is going to be really stupid in all the right ways. Uh, it features up to four-player local co-op.
1: Perfection. Utter, complete perfection. I cannot
0: perfection. wait to play through this campaign with my kids. Um, Here's what I am hoping. This is what will make this game perfect for me. Number one, they haven't shown me Vision yet, but he ne- he will be. He's an Avenger from the movies, so obviously Vision will be in it. Um, but what's more important to me is Moon Knight. If Moon Knight is in this, oh, perfect game, perfect game. Who, what character needs to be in this game for you? Are they or and are they already in it?
1: Uh, I don't think that it's necessarily about the characters for me. For me, it's about the gameplay because the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance was just an unbelievable, enjoyable romp, and I have such great memories playing this game with my brother and with my dad. That sure. I get to share that with my partner, and I get to share that with my kids. That's what I'm most looking forward to. Is I'm not necessarily okay. worried about like is my favorite character in there because I'm not a huge comic book nerd anymore. I mean, if sure, Storm's there again, awesome because I love Storm.
0: I think she was in one of the two trailers. I,
1: yeah, I think so, so too. I think
0: Storm is in there. Also, how can you put the X Men in can't. And not Storm? It's
1: just not possible. Anyway, I'd be interested to see what Storm's character looks like um, in the game instead of like yeah, not which model they Yeah, use. which model they end up using, which version of Storm. She's my favorite. I played. I think I played as her a lot in the original Marvel Ultimate Alliance. She was great. Great powers, really great synergy with, with other characters. So that's what I'm most looking forward to is being able to not just recapture what it felt like to play this game when I was a teenager, but to be able to bring this game to my kids and be like, hey, you guys have been watching the Marvel movies with us. You guys have a connection to these comic book characters that maybe I didn't at this age. How great is it that we get to hang out and sit around on the couch and play this game together like
0: four players four players um can we can we play co-op together at one? Oh, point? that is
1: happening we are going to stream it it's going to be amazing sure
0: sure we can do that um i'll participate in ready player mom do it
1: i love having um, guests on ready be, player mom
0: that'll be fine um so yeah i mean how about this we there's stuff there's a bunch of stuff we skipped and we've been going well beyond our time we gotta have yeah um This was a really, really action-packed direct, um, and... We didn't talk about everything. And we didn't talk about everything. Um, that's just some of it, not so much for the families. Um, but this is, this is a great year for Nintendo. It is. Um, that's the closing point. Like, Nintendo is absolutely killing it. Um, and how about this? Um... Now, we didn't talk about everything, but you know some things that we left off that we didn't skip because, of course, we didn't skip them? Um, How about um, Pokemon Generation 8? Yes. Or Animal Crossing. Yes,
1: and those will be coming in their own directs. Absolutely, those will be doing their own directs. That's what Nintendo's you know ethos has been is like if it's a big game they're going to do its own breakout nintendo direct i guarantee that we will see in the next nintendo direct especially if animal crossing is coming out in the fall we'll either see it just before e3 or during e3 as its own you know yeah. big portion of either the big e3 nintendo direct or immediately after as its own
0: agreed um you know what else did that... Uh, is quietly not getting talked about is um, Luigi's Mansion 3. Very true. Um, So it's really interesting that like they they blew the roof off the doors like crazy and they didn't even bring out the big guns. Like these are all everything we talked about are you know? We talked about a lot of great games that are really cool. Are going to be? A, they're going to be the centerpiece of some families' gaming for the rest of the year. And we didn't even talk about the games that are actually They're flagship no, games. Yeah, we can. Luigi's Mansion Three, w- we'll see. But realistically, Animal Crossing and Pokemon are Game of the Year for some people. Yep, you know, it maybe is. not. So that's going to be. And we we haven't even started the Pokemon hype cycle. Like. The fact that, like you know, when they talk about the starters and their evolutions and the region, and they start revealing more Pokemon, like they haven't even started that marketing cycle. It's absolutely nuts. Um, I thought, I thought for sure, but realistically, the Pokemon Company does their own thing. They could do a Pokemon Direct next week, and we'd have to do an emergency episode. We would. Um, I would do this gladly. Just, just us of just just freaking it out, screaming into our microphones. It'd so, be like Kingdom um, Hearts
1: three all over again.
0: It'd be like that, only, like, this time, like, our children would be involved. It um, would be. Because it'd just be a lot of yelling. So much yelling. So, um, we were gonna debunk the Scalebound thing, but let's just, rather than go into the details, let's just say, if you're listening to this, and you read somewhere on Facebook that Scalebound is coming to the Nintendo Switch, they're wrong. It
1: is not, as a matter of fact. It is, unless. It is more, Is this
0: fact not? Un... Without shenanigans. Barring shenanigans.
1: Barring actual you know, like the trademark being sold or or whatever being picked up legally. You can't just like, oh my goodness, the trademark lapsed and therefore I have it. Well, no, that's that's not how law works. So that's not how IP law works. Um, I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination. That's why I have so many lawyers in my back pocket that I get comments from for Game Daily. But... Scalebound, for those of you that don't know, was supposed to be an Xbox One exclusive, and it was canceled in 2017. So there have been rumors about it coming back for the Nintendo Switch. But maybe we can just pay attention to Astral Chain instead.
0: Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's kind of how
1: I'm feeling about the whole thing. It's like, did you guys just not see Astral Chain? Like, why are you looking for Scalebound when Astral Chain is literally right there?
0: Also, like, man, listen. I want to play it too, but like, sometimes things just gotta die. Also, it could just
1: turn out that it wasn't also- fair. It wasn't a very good game. It wasn't very fun. It's okay.
0: Yeah, uh, it. Microsoft wouldn't have canceled it if it was good. They just put out Crackdown Three. Okay. <laughs>
1: I have shots literally fired? nothing. Was that shots I have fired? Literally nothing to say about this because I
0: was that shots no. fired. That was shots. That was a little bit of shots. No, fired I don't for me. think
1: so. I think that uh-huh. I just don't. I'm not the. I'm not the person to talk to talk to about crackdown because I just don't know the game at all.
0: Yeah. Um. Well, I trust the people that reviewed it, and they all said in general that it wasn't all that great. And so it's listen, It's stupid it, fun. But that's it. But that's it. Yeah, and Scalebound was supposed to be something a little bit more than that. So, folks, all right, everybody. This has been episode 165 of Engage, a family gaming podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening as much as Amanda and I enjoyed recording it. Mainly because that would be, a, that means you enjoyed it an awful lot. Um, we are going to be back next week to talk about board games. Specifically, I think we're going to wrap up a little bit um, and have a more detailed discussion about some of the stuff that we played and saw at New York Toy Fair. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hoping maybe some embargoes will lift because, man, some of the embargoes that, I, <laughs> that I'm that i sitting behind, I would love to be able to talk about these things, but maybe not. I don't know. We'll give it a couple of weeks to percolate. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, I need you to do me a favor. I have two asks, and that's it. Um, number one, everyone listening to this show knows someone who needs to hear this podcast. They may not know they need to hear this podcast. That's totally cool. Um, the favor that I am asking is that you put a link to this podcast in front of them. Send them spoke signals. Text them. Write it on a note. I don't know. Just do it. Get it in front of them because a bigger audience means more access for us, which means a better show for you. Um, my last one, and this is actually a big one, um, is if you don't know anyone who don't, who uh, needs to hear this podcast, um, the biggest way you can help us is actually review the podcast. Uh, go on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on um, or multiple. If you happen to have access to multiple podcast services and review us, um, this is just the way the algorithm is tricked. Even a bad review, which please don't give us bad reviews, but even an, a bad or mediocre review is still a review. It is still an interaction. And more reviews tell Apple and Google, et cetera, that people are listening, um, which means they will recommend us to more people. True. Um, which, again, bigger audience means more access, which means bigger stuff. Um, we'd love to get some crazy guests on here, but Amanda can only do so much. <laughs> Without us having a giant audience, so help us out here, you know. It's true. You know, I mean, who knows what we could get, what we could do. So I do hope that you guys have a wonderful week. We're gonna see you next week, like I said, for board game time. But until then, don't forget to get your family game on. We'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for
1: listening. Tune in next week.